0: This is episode 37 of unfinished business it wouldn't be possible without our sponsor gather content gather content helps people who build websites work with their clients to plan organize and collaborate on web content we'll tell you more about gather content later in the show today is Friday September 20th 2013 or as we know it today get up stupidly early and stand in the cold and buy telephone day <laughs> did you did you buy a phone today <laughs>
1: I did not actually. I, I I was going to. I thought about it, and um, I our dribble community manager here, Sam, was in line tweeting that uh, they were almost sold out. So I I said, Ah, forget it. I'll wait. Did you? I
0: wondered that's what you meant when you said you had something to do this morning.
1: <laughs> right? I thought,
0: Cheeky bugger. He's he's off to the Apple store.
1: <laughs> you know, I was I was gonna go this morning. Did you did you uh, go? Yeah, I got you up did? at three forty-five a.m. Oh my goodness! So you, you did the whole deal. Did you get yeah. one? What'd you get? Uh,
0: I, no, this is the thing, right? I, I I get up really stupidly early, and I get to the store just before five a.m. and There's two hundred people in front of me. Oh my god! Really? So and this is this is in the Liverpool store, which is yeah. Wait a uh, minute, Right, Liverpool. Jeez. And uh, so it's not the biggest store in the world. It's not like I knew that there was a big queue already outside Manchester. Yep. Um but. And anyway, as so I get there and there's a lot of people in front and anyway, the, I, it was about kind of 7am. So it's about an hour before the shop was due to open. Really? Uh, they came around, they do this. Have you seen this thing that, where they do this ticketing system?
1: Yeah. I've heard about that. Where they ask you, ask you what you're going to get and give you a yeah, coupon. I thought, well,
0: and... I'd kind of predicted that maybe there'd be equal numbers for the five C and five S. Right. Um, but it gets to about 7 a.m., and they come around, and they just go, sorry, we just don't have any 5Ss left.
1: Oh, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that's too bad. Jeez. It turns it? out,
0: <laughs> turns out that most people wanted
1: the 5S. Yeah, yeah, rather than the 5C. 5C yeah. is the plastic one, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no problem. You could get a 5C in... Any color that you wanted. Right, right. Um, the, the yellow one actually looks like the nicest one.
1: The yellow. Yeah, that yeah. is nice, actually. I like that. banana theme. I think the – the, the ca- is the camera better on the 5S? That was the main reason I was going to upgrade. Yeah, that's why I wanted yeah. to get the, for the yeah, better camera. Absolutely. I mean, they could just do the camera, and I would still buy it, you know? But the the
0: problem – because I, I thought to myself, there's like 200 people in front. You know, if you just kind of split out all the different models um, – you know, maybe I'll be able to get you know a gold 32, but if there's not the 32, then I'll get the 16, or maybe I'll switch and get the silver, something like that. I thought, I'm bound to right. get something out of right. the four
1: yeah.
0: um, types that I wanted. The biggest problem was scalpers. And oh, I didn't realize this scalpers. was a problem. Right? Yeah. There was guys that were having – they had teams of people that were in the queue. <laughs> Some of them were like a dozen people, right? Because It's probably the same in the States, but you can buy – Two per person.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say, is there a maximum per person? Yeah. So so they still didn't have a ton of phones on hand, though. No. If there's 200 people in line and you could buy two, um, there's a very limited amount they have at these stores. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it it, it was. Um, I didn't even know this scalping thing was a phenomenon. I didn't think it was so organized, anyway.
1: Yeah, well, you think Apple could combat that somehow, right? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know.
0: I mean, maybe they could tie your place in line to like an apple id or something i don't know
1: yeah right exactly then they'd know um, who you were so you, a, so you're out of luck too so we're, we're both uh still on old phones then.
0: yeah well i've actually seen them in the flesh now so i yeah. could decide that the gold in fact was the one that i wanted to get oh so, you do
1: want to go gold excellent
0: yeah bit of a difference
1: <laughs> it is so, a bit of a difference it's very luxurious I, <laughs> it's like my beard <laughs> like your beard
0: <laughs> but yes, yeah, so no, I've ordered it online, so now it says October. So one day, oh, okay. one happy day, my phone will be delivered. And there you I go. Stop talking about it. It'll, so it'll
1: be it'll be a nice surprise in the mail. That's probably what I'll do too. Save a trip to the store. Don't have to worry about it. You know what? I'm going to order it today. You've inspired me.
0: No, they do look nice, and the camera. I think do. is it's worth it just for the camera.
1: That's exactly it, and they've done that every time, pretty much the last few. Where Where the camera improvements have just been enough so that I'd be like okay oh, i have to I have to do it Because um, it's become my camera, my only camera really
0: well, listeners will know that because I keep going on about it that I had a four s that got stolen
1: oh no, yeah um, so my
0: friend Richard lent me a four yeah and yeah, very nice of him and it's it's great yeah um but the worst thing is is that the difference in camera quality yeah. between the four and the four yeah. s know, huge huge. I'm just, I just don't feel like taking photographs with it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a big difference, it's a huge difference.
0: So okay. I'm really looking forward to getting the the fives. Well, you'll, that'll and...
1: be a big jump for you then. I have a five, and the camera even was there was a big jump between four S and five, and uh, but you're going from four S to five S. That's going to be phenomenal. I mean, you're, gonna, I'm you're going. I'm going from of...
0: four to five Oh, so,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, four to five S. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the camera is, is amazing, and that's all you need. I'm selling my DSLR kit because I just don't use it anymore. It's too much. It's too much to lug around. and never have it. Never. I went down to
0: one of those little micro four-thirds cameras, like one of the little Olympus. Things. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, Morris. those are great too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, they're really good. I've, yeah. I've taken a lot of nice shots with that. It's in for repair right now because I got the SD card jammed in the damn thing. Oh, no. Um, which is another reason why I really wanted to get
1: the iPhone because I'm yeah. completely cameraless. You're now. cameraless. I don't know anything. I don't know where you've been lately, Andy. I've been around. Where have you been? More to the point,
0: I should. <laughs> I should point out at this point that that you're not, in fact, Anna Debenham.
1: I no, I am not. I'm not. No. I didn't know if that was a is uh, that was that a confusion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it may be. It may be to listeners. Anna's taking a break this week, so I'm joined by designer, author, speaker, entrepreneur.
1: Oh, oh, you were supposed to have Anna on. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Anna's always on. Oh, okay. Oh, she's always so, on. All right. Geez. Yeah, usually. But then she's taking a break. She's taking a break. So, all right. Excellent. So this
0: time, this time I'm talking to Dan Cederholm.
1: Woohoo. That's me. I'm happy yeah. to be here. Thank you. First of all, thank you for having me. No, um, that's, that's we, really we go good. way back, and we haven't seen each other in a long time, so this is fun. Do you know? I I do have a bone to pick with you. Yeah, I've got a problem.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've got a problem with this dribble t-shirt that you sent me. Oh no! Yeah, what's the problem? Well, no is it matter one how of the original many, ones. It is one of the very original. Oh, ones. Oh wow! One of the first
1: ones. Okay. No
0: matter how many times I iron it, I can't make the icon go flat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's intentional. Uh, we 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 you know this is before flat icons were were in vogue. So how's that?
0: <laughs> has this whole flat <laughs> thing um, has, I, it, has it changed dribble in any way do you think
1: i think what i think is it's it's one of those trends that just is sort of happening and it's kind of fascinating to watch it happen and it, you know it, it, it ebbs and flows cuz you know we things been out for a few years so we kind of we can see how things on dribble anyway in particular um Change, you know, trends come and go, and it's it's actually fun. I I think people get people take it a little too seriously sometimes, and, and say, oh well, this is all that's everyone's doing flat design now. And, and actually, I mean, so there's that aside, and then there's also the, the notion of flat design, which is <laughs> which is kind of um funny to me because you know every, everything was flat, you know, 30 years ago. Um, uh, so it, it's it's a, it's a trend, it's a visual style that sort of. Um, I think a couple things coming into play. iOS 7 uh, is one of them. Even Windows 8 to a certain extent you could argue. Um, a lot of those things uh, steer the visual style of the day to some extent. And I think Dribbble, uh, if you're looking at the popular page, in other words, then you can kind of see what what trends are, are happening visually that way. But as long as you don't take it too seriously, it can be fun. And you know that, you know, in a couple of months or whatever, a year, I don't know, however long this is going to last, something, some new thing is going to come along and replace that. And, uh, you just got to, you got to be a spectator and, 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 uh, and not let it influence your own decisions too much. But it is, it is fascinating to see what, what people like, what people, um, are doing, what people are, what people think um a certain thing should be visually represented by, you know? Yeah,
0: no, it's it's a very kind of interesting pulse checker.
1: I yeah. Think. Yeah, exactly. Pulse taker. Yeah. Pulse taker. Yes. Visual
0: pulse taker. Oh, I like that. We should you can have that. Well, All right. we can have that one <laughs> for free. <laughs> T M. <We should, laughs> we'll, let's talk about dribble a bit later on, if we okay. may. Yeah, sure. Um, because I'm, I'm actually wearing, I'm, I'm wearing, uh, I'm wearing one of your T-shirts today, as it happens. Oh, underneath this big fanta- fat jumper because it's bloody cold here.
1: Fantastic. Which uh, and, uh, what do you got? What are you wearing? What shirt are you wearing? No,
0: I'm wearing the dribble shirt.
1: Oh, oh the dribble shirt. Okay, great, great, awesome. So <laughs> representing.
0: And it's great. I only wear free conference T-shirts.
1: <laughs> Me too. Me too.
0: But uh, it's good swag. That's the thing. I mean, good swag lasts.
1: Absolutely. I always, I've always believed that. Um, you could, you can discount it as superficial stuff that, that's not necessary, but I, I really think it is necessary. I mean, I think the the t-shirt for Dribble was, was designed before anything else. <laughs> you know, that was one of the things we sent to everybody. And, uh, and we sent to you probably, right? Um, yeah, no, I've got along a bunch with of an things. invitation to, to join the site. Here, check this out. Oh, by the way, here's a free t-shirt. Um, because we wanted people to use it. We wanted people to get excited about it, right? Even though they didn't know what it was um and i've always you know before dribble too i just always love the idea of the t-shirt as this sort of currency for creative people (laughs) and uh it's it's weird right everybody loves t-shirts
0: well but but the swag thing yeah because you you do swag really well um thanks and it's kind of the the opposite of when you go to um well a lot of conferences get it right but (laughs) You know the kind of conference bag thing. South by Southwest, I think, was the worst. Where
1: yeah, you know, right, right. You
0: just get a bag of crap. Yeah. That you then leave in the yeah, in the exactly. Trash can.
1: Right. Free gum and stuff and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, yeah, just 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 crappy stuff. But yep. I think yep. that having having good swag can really help. Oh, definitely you know, get someone's attention. Absolutely. Oh, totally, man. I, I mean. um well, people love that stuff. I mean, and plus the audience, right? It's designers, creative people, and, and, you know, we're somewhat materialistic in a way, right? I mean, we love that kind of stuff. Um, we love seeing things produced. And actually, as digital creators, it's, it's fun to have physical objects. I've, I've always, I've always thought that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, some people are really good at it, and some people are, you know, I mean, it's sort of an afterthought. If yeah. we
0: were last together in, I think it was an Event Apart San Diego. Yeah, you would have got the one that I've got. You'd have got the Event Apart lunchbox.
1: I, I was, I, you know, the f- first thing that came to mind when you said some people do it right is exactly. Well, that's what came to mind. Yeah, the Event Apart lunchbox, which they've done several, I think, up now. Um, uh, those are f- yeah, they must f- do, Yeah, a couple. Di- I think there's been a couple different iterations. Those are phenomenal. I mean, I, I that was sort of like amazing. blown away. Right. I've got Uh, the Starsky and Hutch one. Yeah, that's the one I have too. Yeah, it must be from the same conference. Um, Yeah, it's fantastic with a thermos. Uh, And 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 it's like, (laughs) like, it's not just printed uh, on the metal. It's like, you know, stamped. The metal is stamped. It's three-dimensional. It looks like something I brought to school back in 1982. You know, it's great.
0: I've got mine in a drawer somewhere. Where is it? Oop,
1: I can hear it I can hear it but but, uh, no. but that's great I mean you, you know that's something you keep right that's something you keep and you actually use uh my son was using it to hold his star Wars figures in um whereas you know a canvas bag that has a bunch of sponsor logos on it it's not gonna you know you might take that to the grocery store but it's not going to get used all that much so I agree with you swag is swag is
0: important my wife carries a a little Whole Foods portable bag around, you know, like a bag in yeah. a bag. Yep, yep. Um, even though we don't have Whole Foods here.
1: Oh, really? Not um, not in the yeah. UK? No.
0: Uh, no, we got one down in London, but London's at okay, you know, right. the end of the country. But no, right. stuff <coughs> stuff matters, I think. An yeah. event apart, they a few years ago they had. Did you get one of those multicolored USB hubs?
1: Yeah, I have that too, and I'm, I still use it. In fact, yeah, I'm looking at it right now.
0: Yeah, Alex uses his. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's great. It looks like a toy. I remember my five-year-old daughter saw it and she's like, what's this? She starts twisting it around. It's like, I don't know, that's an that's a actual, that's a USB hub. Everybody
0: seems to go through a phase of getting little enamel pin badges a few years ago. We yeah, did, you got, you've thing
1: done thing. those and those yeah. are great. You did a really, really nice one. I, I, those are great.
0: So those have kind <clears throat> of been done. I'm just
1: thinking about those what ta- those the next way the swag's going to get- gonna be. Oh, the next, the next, the next thing. <laughs> well, I mean, we're <clears throat> in terms of dribble. We there's there's a lot of things I'd love to make. Um. Uh, you know, bibs. <laughs> yeah, bibs, dribble, like- dribble, like baby bibs. Baby I don't. Know, maybe you don't call it bib in, in the UK. No, what we call them it? bibs. Bibs, okay. Um, uh, don't call
0: them strollers. Stro- That's a st- oh, stupid Stroller,
1: word. no. It's what is it? Pram. It's a pram. it's a perambulator. Perambulator. If you want to use the proper vernacular. Pram, pram sounds like a like a like a shellfish. Anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> But I think dribble bibs would be would would kind of make sense. A dribble like a baby dribbles all over it kind of thing. Um Yeah, you know, mugs, glasses. Pin badges are great. Oh, we have done the cheap little $1 buttons from Busy Beaver which is I'll just a little shout out to them. They're great. If you need but, like cheap buttons. Well but actually you oh, call like you call them, of, you call them pin badges I guess.
0: Well, the, yeah, you get the ones that have like that they're, they're kind of round with a, a a pin on the back. Exactly, exactly. And then you get the ones that are they have like a, a pillar like a spike in the back as well.
1: Yeah, that that's what you've made for, for stuff had, yeah. and nonsense. That so, those so. are fantastic. those are high quality. And I don't, that's the kind the type of thing that I actually enjoy like Trying to research where you get the stuff made, right? Because it's not—it's it, the, the the places are kind of bizarre. Like we did, um, we do little hem tags on our shirts, you know, as a little extra detail, and, th- and that was kind of interesting to try to figure out where where the hell do you get these made and, and properly, and um, and the companies that you're dealing with are 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 interesting. <laughs> they're not they're not um they're not easy to work with, right? They're mm. they're just they they're 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 almost designed to interface with a certain type of company that's not like a web company you know and and so getting them made was was sort of a challenge once they're made it's it's easy and then you spit them out but i don't know if you had the same um issue with getting like enamel badges made because that that's kind of elaborate right i mean you're...
0: well but actually the company that did those for us um <laughs> They were, they were they were really good. We had Oh, good. All some, right, that's good. That's good. We had some microfiber cloths made, some branded microfiber. I cloths. have one of
1: those. Yes,
0: and I loved uh, it. That
1: was a great idea.
0: The problem with the problem with those was that I mean we had to have them made in China, and there was like a minimum yeah. order of five thousand.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: Yep. So yep, I've still yep. got loads of the bloody things there. Do <laughs> you know what else I've got? I've still got a foamy t-shirt and foamy beer mat. <laughs>
1: excellent whatever well, that's going to that's going foamy. way back that's going way
0: yeah back what have? whatever
1: happened to foamy well so foamy uh what happened is that the you know twitter changed the api well probably several times since since it broke but uh and i i didn't i didn't bother updating it and uh, well not, not that i didn't bother but like i had to uh i would have had to learn olaf and all this stuff and 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 really i it was kind of a fun experiment at the time to build that because I, I built it myself. Uh, I did a development myself with P- Cake PHP, which is like a—it's kind of like Rails for PHP. So it's a framework, and um, and also there wasn't <laughs> there, there wasn't a ton going on with the Twitter API at, at the time. Um, there was only a, a handful of people like building things off of it, and uh, I just thought it was fun. It was totally—it was just fun fun thing to do. Another excuse to make swag, you know, <laughs> um, certainly wasn't a money maker, but it's just, just fun to to do. And, um, but yeah, so the, the Twitter API changed and, and I think the way people use Twitter changed too. you know, the mechanism that we're using to say that you owed someone a beer or sort of mention and, um, a, a lot of things changed. It could come back, you know, someone could resurrect it and, Rebuild it in an afternoon, probably. <laughs> probably be better put, than it. But you anyway. could put the
0: code out on GitHub.
1: Yeah, actually. That was an idea. That's
0: you could just idea. open source the whole so, that's thing. That's a good idea.
1: I mean, it's still like the code still works. It's The, the thing that doesn't work is the, um, it's just the way it interfaces with with Twitter. And, uh, and that wasn't terribly um, elaborate, really. You know, this is some regex to read tweets. It was really primitive stuff, but it worked. At the time, it worked. Didn't make you any
0: money, obviously. No, no, not not at all. Bought
1: you a lot of beers. That's right, exactly. I'm owed a lot of beers. I haven't cashed them all in, in yet, but uh, sold some t-shirts and some coasters, beer mats.
0: Um, I haven't tried it yet. You know, m- making something and selling it.
1: Yeah. Um. You should.
0: Well, no, I don't know. I just You're don't good know. at That's making. Good
1: th- I mean, you've made you've made things. You know how it works. You know, sourcing the stuff and. People I, are yeah. doing that yeah. though. Yeah,
0: People, oh, yeah. people are—I don't know—are they doing it more now than they did
1: oh, I think years so. ago? I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Because I think there's more. Um, people are more connected now. There's, there's—you know—in terms of the web community, um, you know, if you're, if you have a certain audience for whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter what what it is. Um, then you've got potential people that might buy your stuff. You know, I don't mean that in like a douchey capitalist way. I just mean, (laughs) I just mean like, you know, there, people makes, there's plenty of people in the web community that make things just because they like to make things. I think that's wonderful. And, um, and they'll sell them, of course, because it costs money to, to, to make them and it costs money to ship them, but they're not making a ton. They're not like living off of it, but they're making stuff to distribute. Um, you know, it's easy to distribute pixels but it's it's not easy to distribute physical stuff um and there's some i think there's some something romantic about that 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 it is difficult and that's why that's why it's fun to do it's fun to ship a shirt to the philippines you know like it's just it's crazy um and then have it come back because of some something wrong with the address. but anyway um <laughs>
0: <laughs> we had that when we were sh- when we were shipping the book, the last book. We were sh- right. It was nice to nice to see the spreadsheet and know where all the things were. You know, know yeah. where the books were going to go uh, exactly. Yep. And then, and then a couple of weeks later, you see the tweets where the postman like <laughs> left it in the snow, <laughs> right, 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 right on the doorstep, and you're, oh crap!
1: So you must if have you had know. that's a massive. Like you're you're shipping out a bunch of books all at once, and then seeing them come back, and uh, hopefully not, <laughs> hopefully not. Many of them, right? Hopefully, most no, of them no. It was, it was, yeah.
0: it was, it was, it was five simple steps. Did a great job, and it was, yeah, quite, yeah. The, the returns were pretty um, few and far between. Excellent. I, um, Jessica Hish, yeah, she does a ton of things.
1: She's, I ama- she's amazing. I, I do not know where she gets the energy. I don't either. She's incredibly talented. Uh, I love Jessica Hish. She's, uh, she's incredible. I mean, her her letterpress prints are really oh yeah, nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. I yeah. tell you,
0: who she, else is a good. Which kind of, it doesn't surprise me knowing knowing him, but Cameron Moll's letterpress posters.
1: Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I love those things. Those are, uh, you know, the amount of detail and time that he puts into those is, uh, is is amazing. And he's working on another one right now, I think.
0: I haven't got any because they don't go with my Planet of the Apes decor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, may- maybe his next one would be, uh, you know, Dr. Zaius with... Uh, Set in some sort of like ap typeface. I don't know. It's I would possible. love that.
0: He doesn't. He doesn't listen to the show because he's he's got his own. He's, he's superior now. He's got his own <laughs> podcast. Did you see? He's built himself a recording booth. I, I did see that. Yeah, i a link to this in the yeah, show notes yeah. for the listeners. But yeah, he's built this soundproof
1: booth that he just like puts over his desk. It's incredible. I, I saw that, and I and I saw that he built is another another person amazingly talented. Can make anything you know did that in a weekend project you know i don 't know what I was, I was thinking like, what did I do this weekend? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> you know, I, if I needed a soundproof booth i 'm not sure I would have made it I, I wish I had that that kind of handy handyish kind of quality um, but you know we all can 't be uh, we all can 't be handy like that
0: so do you think about making things? As work or
1: mm. as, mm. Uh, I don't. I, I it's it's always been a fun side thing for me, and um, you know, even when I was when I was doing freelance consulting, my little simple bits, one man show, I, I would always, I would still, I would make t-shirts and sell them, and, and just because it was fun, um, <clears throat> or you know, icon sets, or you know, I'm not the best icon designer, but it was just fun to make them. It's fun to sell them or it's fun to have some, some, some passive income coming in, even though it wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting rich off of icon sets or t-shirts, but it helps. It certainly helps when you're, when you're a solo freelance person and, um, to have that come in, you know, even if it's a little bit, it, it helps fill in the gaps. Um, because you know, it's stressful as you know, it's stressful juggling clients and, um, Chasing down invoices and stuff. And, um, so it, it can make, it can be helpful, you know, financially, but at, for the most part, for me, it was just fun to make things. I love to make things, create things. And whether that's a website or a product or something or a physical thing, doesn't really matter. I mean, the process is similar. I think there's a certain satisfaction with physical stuff where you, you know, when you finally get it made or printed or something and then it comes in the mail to the office there's that's that's exciting that's fun i guess that's the equivalent of like launching a product online or something but it's it's different though so you can hold it you know you can say oh this is and it it never you know it might not have come out exactly as you had in mind and sort of gotten used to that you know like the color is a little "Eh, that's a little that's okay you know we'll just we'll next time we'll print it differently um but it's fun it's all fun
0: did dribble start off as a thing
1: well, it's it, it, no, I mean, it was very much a side project and just sort of an idea that that uh that I had in in like a uh, based around a couple of different things, but mainly I was just selfishly wanted to know what my friends were working on, you know, like what they were up to because at that time, you know, Twitter was around, but there wasn't a lot of um, there weren't there was certainly fewer conferences and events around, you know, there wasn't there wasn't as many times to physically meet with someone. And uh, I remember, you know, to go to South by Southwest and I would look over the, someone's shoulder that's sitting on the floor and I'd be able to see what they're doing. Oh, that's what you're working on now. Okay, cool. Rather than waiting for like some blog post or portfolio thing to come in. And, um, I just wanted to speed up that process. Like, I just want to see what people are up to. What are they doing? And, um, <clears throat> so that's, that's where the premise came from. And, and it definitely started as a side project and. uh, luckily serendipity made it a product where a rich Thornett, uh, the co-founder who lives here in Salem with me, you know, was working in the simple bits office a couple days a week while he telecommuted to a job, like a real job. And, uh, and I remember we were talking about the idea and and just saying, okay, let's, and he's a rails developer. And, extremely smart product guy. So <laughs> so just like, all right, let's start building it. You know, not 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 planning anything huge. Not like there's no business plan. There's no like anything. It's just let's get a prototype going. Let's start a Rails project called Dribble and and build it. And um and that's how it started. And then uh you know it just sort of evolved. It was like, oh wow, this could be really fun if other people could use this and not just us two. <laughs> this could be really interesting, you know. What, depending on what people upload, um, and that was why we invited, you know, people like yourself and other other colleagues and friends I I knew in the design world to to see the the first uploads. And very quickly, it was like, oh, okay, this is cool because people are sharing some really neat stuff, like really visual stuff, not just like, hey, I'm typing an email now and here's a piece of it. We weren't sure how exactly how people are going to use it. And, um, it was pretty eye opening to see, oh, wow, like, okay. People are, people are making cool stuff, right? And they're not, they're not sharing it completely, you know, throughout the process. They might, you might hear about it when it's out, but, but wow, this is cool. And I might not know all the whole story and it might be out of context and that's fine. And it's, it's still fun to, to know about it and to see it. You've got four people, I think, as
0: well as you and Rich there now.
1: Yeah, we're up to five actually. We're up to five including Rich and I. So um we've got Sam Fine, our community manager, who's here in Salem too. So the three of us are here in Salem uh, at the headquarters, and then uh, we have two developers, uh Tristan Dunn in Louisiana and Patrick Byrne in Minnesota. And um so they're they're both remote. So it's been yeah, it's been interesting. It's the the business has grown and our roles have changed. How Um, did you
0: find making that transition? Because you worked on your own most of the time, I think.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, for a long time. I know you Uh, had
0: a period where I think didn't Megan Fisher work with you for a while? Yeah,
1: yep, yep. Megan uh, worked with me, um, you know, uh, sort of sporadically or part time for a while, and then she she kind of had her own thing going. And I mean, she's severely talented and was ripe to take off, and she has. So (laughs) so that was good to see. So, how did you
0: adapt to? From, you run a team then?
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's been, I have to say that, that's been a challenge. I mean, it has been, uh, um, it's been really interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm, the joke around the office is that I'm the HR guy now. And, um, <laughs> which is partially true, you know, dealing with, um, payroll and, and health insurance and, and just running the business and financials and, you know, getting an accountant and a lawyer and, and all that stuff is like what we've been doing for the past year, you know, primarily is like business ramping up the business. And, um, I finally, I finally feel like we're in a good place now where we've got the extra help. Cause for a long time it was rich and I just juggling everything uh, from, you know, scaling the site to running the, everything. And now I think we're in a better place where we've got all those systems in place and we can plug more people in. If we need to hire more people, it'll be a lot easier to do that than it was the first three people that we hired. Um, and, uh, and i you know we have some projects in the works that are almost finished that hopefully will help the business and i feel good about things now where i think we're ready to ready to take it to the next level and, and really grow uh, grow some more do some more growth but what it like, but it was it was a it was a transition i'll tell you for sure
0: <laughs> what i like about it from what from the little i know is yeah. that you started off with a really good idea <laughs> it was a it was a good idea for a you know a thing mm-hmm. and you turn that into a business rather than starting off with a business idea and then thinking about how you were going <laughs> right. to find a, a market for it. Right?
1: Yeah, 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 yep. And yeah. then you've,
0: along the way, you've added in revenue streams. Mm-hmm. So, what have you got there now? Advertising to yeah. a certain extent, I think.
1: Yeah, a little bit of advertising, you know, via the, the deck network and. Um some newsletter sponsorships. Um, and then job advertising. So uh, job for designer jobs are posted uh, pretty simple links, but that's a, that's a big part of our revenue. Um, you know, then that was happening like before we even had a, a place to do that. People were, were using our advertise, a regular advertising to advertise jobs or they were posting shots, you know, saying, Hey, we're hiring. So we quickly <laughs> realized that ever, you know, this is going to happen no matter what. And we need, we need to create a little place for it. Um, and and then our pro accounts are are a major part too and those are that's just an inexpensive way to support us and get some extra features and luckily the community's been fantastic with with uh latching onto that and helping us yeah. with it so the, the those are the those are the different the different things but it's funny you, you when you're saying um have an idea and then and then do a business model later um you know sometimes that doesn't work out like <laughs> on, on a larger scale like uh you, you, we see companies um struggle with that right like they have like this giant growth and then they're like okay now how do we make money without taking on funding indefinitely um and so i think we were fortunate in that these these revenue streams or these business opportunities kind of presented themselves as people were using dribble and we were watching the way they were using it and um anything we add to that We tried to do it organically, that something that seems like it fits and it's not awkwardly, awkwardly tacked on. Like, you know, the the jobs thing is a good example. Like, people were, people were doing that. People were posting jobs, uh, in different ways, either, either through our regular advertising or, or the, or the shots themselves. Um, the pro accounts is kind of a no-brainer, but, but, you know, this extra features that we wanted to add onto the site. We're working on teams right now, which is a big one, and that's another thing that like that was starting to happen. You know, companies were starting to use dribble and there was no connection between the individual and the company. And we wanted to connect the, the individual and the company for a lot of reasons. Um one one to give the individual a little bit more of a boost, really. But um and then also the company companies can pay more, we can tack a revenue thing onto that. So um, but it's hopefully it doesn't feel forced you know I think every, anything that we add to, to dribble is always something that we've sort of monitored for a long time and thought about and then and then sort of carefully uh, carefully weave into what's there you know rather than I think
0: yeah. I think you've done it well because the the things that you've added the business things that you've added they, they don't detract from the dribble experience
1: right. okay. it's not, it's not like the,
0: yeah. it's not like the dick bar.
1: <laughs> right, right. Like right. really in there's your no, face, and yeah, there's yeah. no
0: dribble dick bar.
1: <laughs> yes, I hope there will never be one. But that's yeah, that's a good point. Right, it's not it's not something that's uh in your face that affects your everyday. You know, you can ignore the job thing, and you can ignore pro if you want, or you can ignore a lot of things exactly. And, and, but the core, what dribble is, yeah, is, is that's the goal. It's exactly the goal So to keep that. To keep that um, clean and unhindered by business.
0: <laughs> hey, tell you what. Speaking of not ignoring advertising. Yeah. I ought to tell you about our sponsor this week. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> P- perfect segue. That was almost Man, planned, what a right? segue that was. You'd think I've been doing this yeah. for 36 weeks. <laughs> um, it's Gather Content. Oh, yes. You heard of these guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, Gather Content helps people who build websites. So that's me, and it used to be Dan.
1: That's right, Um, that's right.
0: (laughs) Work with clients to plan, organize, and collaborate on web content. So I bet everybody that's ever made a website for a client or for their company, they're going to know... What I mean when I say that planning, gathering, organizing, and collaborating on content is one of the trickiest parts of any project.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I bet you've had this right. Oh yeah, people totally.
0: email you content in Word or Excel, <laughs> sometimes even
1: PowerPoint. Right, um, a
0: napkin. I mean, you can't blame them for that because that's what those are the applications that people in the right. real world use every day. Right. right,
1: exactly. It's what they're comfortable with.
0: But we poor web designers, we have to trawl through what's often multiple documents and then cut and paste what's useful out of them. Mm-hmm. And then we have to keep track of everything. People send us the same t- file twice just in case, and we have to store them. Uh, I mean, my Dropboxes just end up overflowing with client content. Yeah. Then there's the way of collaborating over changes because I often edit clients' copy for them.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes
0: because it's terrible. <laughs> um, mostly though, because I'm really picky about the content that goes into the things that I design, right, so
1: you're a nice have, guy, you're going to take care of it right? i
0: spend I spend a little bit of extra time doing that, yeah, there. so yes. then I have to tell them what I changed, and all of that can take longer than designing the damn website
1: <laughs> right exactly
0: so working with content can be a nightmare, and that's where gather content comes in. It's mm. a web application that helps you keep all your content in one place. You can collaborate with clients on changes and get approval when you need it with reminders and due dates. Nice. Gather content breaks down content into uh, sections so that you can guide your clients and copywriters through exactly what needs to be written. And when you're done, export that approved content directly into your CMS using one of their plugins or nice.
1: MDI. That's key right there. The export. It's, it's great.
0: Really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. So Gather Content customers include Razorfish, Harvard University, and our friends at Happy Cog. Oh, in
1: awesome. fact,
0: uh, Brett Huned, mm-hmm. uh VP of Project Management at Happy Cog, said that Gather Content makes it easier and or, easier to organize and write real content early in the process. And it helps us avoid the headaches that are often caused by late content. So nice. you should listen to Brett and yes. start using Gather Content.
1: They know, Prices, they know something about content there, Happy Cog. That's good.
0: Prices start at $49 a month, and that's for up to five active projects. And they've set up a special page just for listeners to this show. It's gathercontent.com slash unfinished. And even better, if you sign up through that page, you'll get your first month free on top of the 30-day free trial period. That's a good offer.
1: That's great. It's a good, really good offer.
0: That's Gather Content. Cool. So talking about writing, can we talk about book writing for a bit? Yeah, of course. Yep. Because you've written three, (coughs) no, four CSS books now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just finished fifth.
0: Oh, God. This is um, (laughs) for a book apart?
1: Yes, exactly. Yep.
0: SAS for web designers.
1: SAS, exactly. Yep. SAS for web designers. Yep. Do you find that writing comes naturally now? Yeah, I, I think it does now. I, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't have said that uh, ten years ago. <laughs> but um, in fact, I, you know, sort of terrified of the idea. I, I think it's one of those things where you, you know, I'm not. I don't write books. The other, you know, book writers write books. Um, like I used to say that about a lot of things. Like I don't. I don't create graphic design. Like graphic designers do that, or you know. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of internal conversations I have with myself, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think now though, I think it does, it does come naturally. I think part of it is like, uh, with anything, you know, getting comfortable with the process or knowing what the process is and knowing, knowing what you're, what you're responsible for, what you're not responsible for, what you don't have to worry about, what you do have to worry about. Um, that, that, that all makes it, you know, easier. Um, I'm
0: a, I'm always really envious of people that find it natural. I
1: mean, yeah. If you well, read you've re- you've Zel- written plenty. It must be natural for you.
0: Well, no. This is the thing, right? Because if you, if you read something that Zelben writes mm-hmm. or Jeremy Keith, yeah. I mean, both of those guys are amazing writers. Fantastic, I mean, fantastic. Yeah. Doesn't matter yes. whether it's a you know a blog post right. or a book or something. It just yeah. It, it just feels right? feels
1: right. Right. It does,
0: but for me, it's a hell. Of, it's, it's just laboured. Yeah. I, I really, really, even after doing two books, I really struggle with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what, what, what's the part you struggle with most? Like uh, editing, self-editing after you've written, or
0: I find it easier when I have quite a defined plan. Yeah,
1: yeah, sure, um, sure.
0: Because what I tend to do, um, I can't just sort of sit down and write and let it flow out Mm -hmm. um i have conversations in my head i got some really good advice years ago which is to when you're writing think about a real person a real person that you know that when you write you can be talking to them you can be having a conversation with them and that's what i do yeah yeah so but i tend to kind of like Work on bits over and over and over again instead of just like getting to the end of the the chapter or something, the end of the section. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I go over the same conversation in my head like over <laughs> and over. Which you know, if you spend a year writing a book, that ain't it's not good for your mental health.
1: <laughs> yeah, the voices in your head that could that could get ugly. Um, although but, those those sections that you're going over and over again must be really really good, right? I mean.
0: They get better. They get better
1: with editing. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Well, that's that's the other thing too. By by the way, like uh, the 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 thing that I that the greatest thing I've learned by by writing books is that the editor. If you work with a good editor, I mean that makes it all that much easier the whole process because they're going to make you sound good and look good, and you can just kind of. Bang it out as, as you, in your own voice, but then the, the editor. It, so it comes back to the people, I think, working with good people in, in the publishing world. And, um, certainly a book apart is fantastic because they, they've got a lot of great people there. Um, uh, any, everybody I work with there has been awesome. And, uh, um, but so having, yeah, having a good editor is key. And that, that'll make it, make life a lot easier.
0: Can you write? And work on something else at the same time, like this this SAS for web designer's book have you yeah. been did you take yeah. time out just to write that or did you do it alongside mm. all your day to day dribble work
1: no yeah that was um you know on the side i mean i didn't i didn't um that was after after night you know nights and weekends really pretty much I can't um, do that yeah because because you know dribble was uh this past year has been, been crazy as, you know, we were talking about before. And, uh, there, there wasn't a, there wasn't really an opportunity to say, oh, I'm going to take like a month off and, and do this. Um, so it was all, all on the side. Uh, and it took a while. That definitely took, the, the process took longer. Um, it, it, it could have been out or it should have been out. And this is my fault. Probably a lot, a lot sooner. And I think the opportunity for the book, um, you know, I think it would have done well sooner too. Not that I don't think it's going to do well now, but, but, um, but anyway, yeah, so it it is hard to to juggle that, uh, really hard.
0: Yeah. I have to just write. Um, and I just, I shut myself away and um, hell to live with during, (laughs) because the thing is, is that I'm having a conversation with a person.
1: Yeah. In your um, head. Right. In yeah. my head, right? yeah. yeah. And
0: you know, somebody comes in, even doing something nice like you know, Sue brings me a cup of tea. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: it's a distraction from that conversation. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I find I find that really, really that, hard. That, that makes sense. So you need to like rent a cabin up in Scotland or something for like two months, and then
0: yeah. No, I think that that oh, might actually yeah. be something that I do if I do another one. I yeah. might just say, okay, yeah. I'm going to do it over a short period of time, four or six weeks or something right. like that, and, and I'm going go to only do to Montana or somewhere. Montana,
1: like, there you go. Nice, out of the way. I've never so been. So you've
0: done. You wrote two books for new writers.
1: Yes, uh, yes,
0: yes. You did. I did. Yes, there, yep. there was handcrafted yep. and, and uh,
1: bulletproof web design. Bulletproof yes. web design.
0: Yep. Um, and you've now done two for a book, <coughs> book Yes. Yep. So there's a lot of people, me included, thinking about doing you know stuff and self-publishing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: why did you choose, after all that you've learned from dealing with, you know, all of these different publishers, why did yeah. you choose to do it through a book apart a second time and not oh, I see. do it yourself? Because, yeah. you know, you were talking earlier on about, you know, if you've got an audience and you want to make something, then yeah. you can sell it to that audience, right? So
1: right. Right. What, well,
0: does, what does a publisher offer you that you can't get yeah. from going it alone?
1: Well, I mean, I, I I think if you take a book apart out of the equation and other publishers, um, like – Maybe like five simple steps and um, uh, well those come to mind. There, I know there's others that are sort of small smaller smaller people who who come from the same they're, they're authors themselves, right and they've created a, a little little publishing labels. Th- those are different than you know the traditional publishing, like like a new writers or friends of Ed or a press. Are you clicking a pen? Um, oh oh yeah, sorry that. sorry, I am actually. It's a it's a pink it's a pink sharpie. Uh, okay. I have put- I have this problem where I ha- when I talk I have to do that. So I'm gonna okay I'm gonna uh, put the pen down. I'm okay. Put the pen down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, pens down.
0: Now Rosenfeld, I think was it was it? Rosenfeld? Oh yeah, yeah. Good, no, good, good,
1: good example, another good one. Yeah exactly exactly. Those types of um, publishing experiences are probably much different than, than a, than a bigger one. And, um, I think you're right. I think once you have an audience, you can, you, there's not much, this is, <laughs> this is going to sound ungrateful to the big publishers because I, you know, they, that's how you get started. But, but, um, their royalty rate is, is, is yeah, see it is. You're not making, you're not making money <laughs> on a book, um, when you're dealing with a big publisher. And, um, and if you have an audience, you're right, you, you could sell direct to them. Why not? And, and make more money, uh, that way. But I think for me, I, you know, I, I guess I could have done that, but, but, um, there's a lot that goes into the, into the process. And I, like I was saying earlier, you have to have a good editor. I think that's the key, especially for me anyway. I think my writing, um, I think it's, it's always been boosted by a good editor, and made that much better, um, and so you know, Mandy Brown and Aaron Cassin are fantastic, and they're they're going to make me sound better. Um, so that was one reason. Just working, just the team. I think the team involved, um, the design of the book. Right? Do I really want to? Do I really want to worry about that when you know you've got Jason Santa Maria to do it? It's like I
0: got a copy of. Um... Uh, the, the latest one, yeah. just enough research. I think that was the, yes, the latest one. yes. Erica Hall. and yeah, Erica Halls. Yeah. And they've changed the format, so they've changed the design of those little books. Yeah, they're friends, and the production yeah. quality's gone gone up.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Paper quality and the, and the printing. Yeah, do, and do
0: you know the thing that really annoys me? Yeah, it's that I've got nine books of the old format, and then the new one. <laughs> Couldn't they just wait until yeah. ten? Right, Could they not flipping ten of the uh, old one, right? Yeah, and then done the next. One. I, <laughs> I need to have a word with Jeffrey about that. Well, I don't know this
1: for sure. Don't quote me on this, but i I think if I was them, too, I reissued the old ones in the new format. I'm not oh, sure. Definitely. I'm not sure if they're if that's what's on their on the radar. I'm have but to buy them again. I know exactly, which is genius from a marketing standpoint. But um, yeah, no, the quality is excellent. It's fantastic, and uh, again, like that, that's that's a big deal, right? The printing quality. Mm. I I mean, for for us, right? You and me would be that's a big deal for us. The printing quality.
0: Well, this and, is one of the reasons yeah. why I went with five simple steps because, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: even though New Rider's done a, you know a nice job on transcending CSS. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I I knew that I could control <laughs> things and get a, what I wanted to produce as a better job. Yeah. By going to somewhere that you know would sit and work with oh, me. Oh, absolutely. It, right? um, I tell you what. Absolutely. Talking talking about getting people to buy the same book twice.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. You've done three, I think. Editions of bulletproof web design?
1: Yeah, there yeah, right. there is. Yeah, there's three editions of that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I know that a lot of publishing contracts they have these clauses in them that commit you to doing second and maybe third editions. <laughs> yeah. Right? And some of them, mentioning no names, <coughs> A Press. Um <laughs> they even have it in the contract that they'll get somebody else
1: to write the second or third edition if you don't want to do it. That's uh, that's entirely true. I mean, I um, think
0: Jeremy Keith ran into this with his early,
1: I ran into this too, actually
0: JavaScript book. Right. So the yeah. question I have, I mean, new, new writers, right. New writers wanting me to work on a second edition, transcending CSS years ago. and I didn't want to do yeah. it for a whole bunch of reasons. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I couldn't see it paying me back anything like the amount of time that I would have to put into doing no way. Second edition, right. right. No way. I no. thought that, I'd said everything that I wanted to say anyway, so I wasn't going to get excited about going back over the same stuff again. Right. Um, And kind of, you know, hard-boiled was was sort of like an unofficial second edition. Second edition,
1: right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think I I
0: got it a lot better the the second time around. But how much of a responsibility (laughs) do you think you've got to a publisher or to readers to keep those things up to date? Cause I struggle with this, right? I think, yeah. should I really do a second edition of
1: this ancient old thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good question. Cause I, you know, you're right in that it's not financially, it's not worth the amount of time that you have to put in for this. Um, I think the, the edition the second and third editions I did for Bulletproof were, were not terribly significant. I I, I think there was, you know, there were a few chapters that were overhauled, but, it wasn't a complete rewrite and um, for better, for worse. Right. I mean, I, it it could have been, there could have been a a full rewrite, but um, there, you know, they were, they were good about nudging me to do it and not saying we're going to get someone else to write it or something. I don't think they would have done that, which is good. Um, At the same time, there are certain things, like that, the time period from the first edition of Bulletproof Web Design to the third edition, you know, so much happened back then, and, um, so much changed in terms of, uh, you know, the CSS, for instance. Um, so I, I, did, I guess I did feel an obligation to, to update that. I mean, it, it, the, I would, um, one of the fun, funnest things about going to conferences is someone coming up to you and being like, well, you know, I, I, learned a lot from your book and I really love, I love it. And, uh, I think for me to, to, to know that the book was out of date was a bummer. You know, you put all this time into it, right? All this work and uh, blood, sweat and tears. And then it's like, oh, wait, this is, this is irrelevant now because of, of what's in it. And so I, I kind of wanted to keep that one at least, um, up to date as much as I could. At this point, it would need an entire, entirely new rewrite or it, it or a different book <laughs> altogether. So it's not really worth doing it now, but, but, um, at the time, the, these little sort of, they're incremental additions. And I think some important stuff was changed and I was happy about that. Um, I was happy that, you know, the wrong information isn't going to be, um, sent out there to the world.
0: I got a royalty check from, uh, new riders i think for the last quarter uh for transcending and it was 75 cents oh god it was really not worth cutting oh the check. my goodness yeah so right
1: I, right it's the postage is, is more probably from <laughs> so from, from thinking, san francisco yeah <laughs> and i don't even
0: know whether i don't even know whether the same people are there now than people that i dealt with but right, i was thinking right, right. um I would actually go back to them and say, "Listen, can we just like put this thing out for free now? Can we just put a PDF yeah, yeah, version, right, digital right, version right. out there? That's a for great free? idea.
1: It's a good idea
0: because then, then I would feel like I had less responsibility for it because I think, yeah. you know, somebody's not spending an amount of money on buying this creaky, ancient, old thing." Yeah, um, if they want to read it, because I still, I still think there's some good stuff in
1: there. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. Um, Maybe, so, like you know, if code changes, but the concepts don't, right? So no. yeah, 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 absolutely.
0: And, and it's quite nice <coughs> to be able to look back through something like that, and you know, because it's the perennial kind of tech writer's nightmare where yeah. you include an example. And then two weeks before your book comes out, the website that you've quoted and taken a damn screenshot <laughs> right, of changes. Right, right. You changed "dribble" like the week before I hard boiled out. <laughs> oh
1: no! <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Damn, that was no. inten- that was intentional, by the way. No, I a just to keep you on your toes, you know. Just to "dribble" keep you on your
0: t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> had a bonfire. Um, so.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I would feel
0: better about putting it out there. I think I'm going to, I need to, it's an idea I've had for a while and I need to think about. um, That's a good idea. I mean,
1: and and other, I've seen other authors do that too. Like, um, I want to say, well, I know Jeffrey Zellman has done that with his first book. Veen Um, did. uh, Yeah, Jeffrey Veen, right? Exactly. Um, I think it's a good idea. I mean, uh, you know, otherwise, like, at a certain point that a book becomes, well, it's not, first of all, it's not printed anymore, right? Uh, Eventually. Unless it's still selling well, but in that case, it maybe doesn't need to be updated. So, um, yeah, at a certain point, it's like sort of giving it away, give it, giving it to the world. Um, I think it's a great idea. I mean, maybe I'll do the same.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't have as many to give away as you do, but I think it's a little early for hard boiled yet because it's been oh, just yeah, a no, definitely there. early for that, yeah. Um, and You know, it still pays for my kids' education, so I'm not. I'm
1: not giving that up yet. No, don't, don't, don't give that up then. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just. just, At what point do you let it go?
1: Yeah, Uh, it's tough. They're they're they're. uh, So much work goes into them, right? And so much thought and energy goes into them, and it's hard to separate that from. Um, it's hard to separate that from the the information and the value that it has today, as opposed to when it came out.
0: I think uh, one of the things yeah. that
1: people don't often
0: think about in our industry is that you know we we work on the web, and the web's only going to get more and more important in human history as time moves on. Yes, right. I mean, you know, you yes. just think about how many, th- how much things have changed in the, you know, ten or fifteen years since yeah. we started working on the web. Absolutely, um, and you know, there's all these guys at the moment working at CERN rebuilding the first website, Jeremy Keith and John Orsop and stuff are over there. So, yeah. we, we, you know, we we work on something which really matters, and the one thing we're really bad at is documenting web design history. Right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is a, a beef that I had with. Um, uh, .NET Magazine—they closed their website this week. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they've they've merged their website with. They're still keeping the print magazine, but they're.
1: Oh, they've, okay. They've That's, merged interesting. Their web, That's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's weird. They've they've <laughs> um, merged their website with another kind of uh, reverse creative block. I think it's called right. So what they did okay. in the process was that they deleted <laughs> offline. Oh. Uh, took offline nine thousand five hundred web design articles.
1: Right, right. And they had a so, lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean,
0: it wasn't going back that long, but there was a good kind of body of work there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And what people don't seem to realise is that you know, you know, when we started working on with CSS, right, and we were learning from Doug Bowman and oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the guy? Position is everything. That yeah, guy?
1: absolutely. Position is everything. Oh,
0: all that, all that stuff, right? And all of critical, the critical,
1: uh, critical website to, to know about back then. Yeah,
0: yeah, and all of that stuff, right? That was that made possible <laughs> all the stuff that's happened since. You know, it made absolutely. Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. and yep. you know the sliding doors technique yep. and faux columns and yep. stupid stuff that I did. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it, yeah.
0: it matters, and. Whether we got it right or we got it wrong, those those things that are kind of wrapped up in, uh, you know, blog articles or books, right? Talking about books, yeah. that stuff matters yeah. because you know, in years to come, even now, right? It, you, people go, "What?" So you couldn't get a background that went all the way to the bottom in two columns without sticking a GIF in there, yeah, right,
1: right. right? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? It's, I know I mean, it's ridiculous, right? It's, 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 yeah. uh,
0: that shit needed figuring out. Yeah. Because they just take it for granted.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Um, but so, starting as a web designer today, you know, there's so much, so much you don't have to worry about. Um, I mean, it, it's it's more so complex. I just but, think that's yeah. so
0: important to
1: yeah.
0: keep these things. I mean, not not necessarily keep revising them either with new additions, but you know, keep them uh, in the state that they were, kind of frozen in time, because that's what our web design history was like in two thousand three, four, five, six. Yep. Yep. You know, and now, so
1: yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, we need like a web design museum or something. You know? Man, they'd put us in it. Just <laughs> the old yeah. Let's 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 put let's hold off on that for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, right. <clears throat> that, that yeah. Would, it'd be that like
0: would, that. Um. Yeah. Be like that scene in Planet of the Apes where Charlton Heston finds his two crew members stuffed <laughs> in the in the chimpanzees like zoo museum.
1: Excellent.
0: Oh man! Oh man! Um, we can't talk about Planet of the Apes. We'll be here all day.
1: I, oh, I was—I wanted to, and uh, um, I just wanted. I, can I just ask real quickly? Can I just ask? Was there was there something that where does the infatuation come from? You know, other than that, it's a it's a it's a. I mean, it's a great movie. It's a great franchise, actually. But um, was there a spe- ah. something specific, a specific memory that that? Uh, that you had, the, that was you know turned you into the, the a big thought. fan. I
0: could, I can remember being a kid and watching, um, not the first one, not the Heston one. Yeah, I can remember seeing um, es- Escape from Planet of the Apes and Conquest from the Planet of the Apes. Nice. Um, when they were out in the in the cinema, so this would be kind of like you know late seventies. Yeah, yeah, and I can remember having the paperback books, which I have again. I bought them on eBay. Nice. Um, with, you know, gorillas in red boiler suits holding rifles. You know, yeah, that whole yeah. thing, right? Yep. And I can remember that from being a kid. and So it's it nostalgic,
1: nostalgic too. you then?
0: Yeah, it was nostalgic. And yeah. th- there's something there. And, and it was actually um, – it went away and then it came back a few years ago. And I've been thinking about this because people ask me, you know, oh, God, what not Planet of the Apes again? <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, you know, the first one, the Heston one, 1968, is – it's a complete classic.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I mean it's it's a they even they, they showed it on there was an episode of Mad Men where Don took his kid to go see. Planet oh yeah, Eps. yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember this that this season. So, you know, yeah. really This the second one, um the second one was really bad. Mm. Uh, I didn't see it, I don't think. Beneath the planet of the Apes. Even Charlton Heston didn't want to do it. In fact, mm. uh he gave his fee to charity. Oh wow. And wrote in his diary, you know, I've got to spend two weeks in the desert on that Bloody Apes movie. (laughs) So it's a really dour thing. And the whole idea with the second movie was that they were going to kill off the franchise. That's what Heston wanted. Hmm. And then lo and behold, they bring back the third one. And it's like a made-for-TV movie. Oh,
1: yes. Right, right. So so
0: this is the one where the chimps come back in time in a spaceship. And there's the big reveal at the beginning. (laughs) And then it turns into this terrible 1970s kind of caper.
1: Right, right. Which right. is really, really yeah. it's not
0: good. The The fourth one, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, is, is um, that's the ape revolution. That's where we meet Caesar and it's really good. You know, the whole kind of ape uprising thing. Yes. And it makes, the whole thing about it is, is it makes no bloody sense at all. Because the whole premise is, right, that there's a, <laughs> there's a virus that kills off all the cats and dogs in the world.
1: right. And...
0: Right. Humans really need a pet. So what they do is they, they they take apes as pets. Believe this, right? This is the fucking thing. So, so yeah, Why not? Of course. That's
1: the next uh, level. Of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you're really you going go to have you know an adolescent chimpanzee in your house, right? Or an Perfect. orangutan swinging from the chandelier. So it makes no sense. Anyway, no. humans then discover that you can teach apes uh, to you know shine shoes and pick up the groceries and stuff like that. Um, and it just makes no sense. I mean, the whole it's, it's riddled with with plot holes. Um, but it's actually a really good film. It's got that kind of iconic symbolism of the gorillas in the red boiler suits holding the rifles. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's brilliant. The yeah. fifth one, the fifth one was a real stinker.
1: I didn't even know there was a fifth
0: one. Yeah, Conquest of the, uh, yeah, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. It was a, um, no, sorry, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, the last one was just terrible um so terrible in is, a good in a
1: good way or bad? no no
0: right? terrible in a, terrible in a, in a virtually unwatchable way oh, okay okay right. um, even so for a whole, fan yeah the thing what? is is that it's not about how good the movies are there's there's something there as a symbol that really appeals to me and i remember mm-hmm. um obviously the the latest one rise of the planet well Max, i was gonna ask
1: you what you thought about that one uh,
0: Unbelievably good.
1: Yeah, I thought it. Was. Really, I thought it was, really, really, I really, really enjoyed good. it.
0: Yeah, it's good. And when they announced the second one, the, the, which is going to be called Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, it's out next year. Nice. Somebody nice. put out um, a piece of fan art which got mistaken for like an official teaser. Um, so there's a lot of excitement over this particular image, and it turned out just to be a piece of fan art. But it was a it was a gorilla's hand holding a pistol in the air, mm-hmm. and. Mm. That's the image, right? That's the image that yeah. sort of resonates
1: with me. So you remember from the 70s?
0: Yeah, and that's what, yeah. that's what I find so wonderful about it. And, you know, there's people have written books about how the original movie kind of came from, you know, 1960s American politics and, you know, that whole landscape. Um, right, right, but right. I don't take it that seriously. They're just, yeah. you know, the gorillas with guns, what can
1: you do? I know. Uh, that, that alone is, yeah, it's interesting concept um apes with guns what's next you know like kangaroos maybe
0: that would be the aussie version
1: yeah the, the Aussie. Version.
0: you keep a lot of ammunition in the well you can, keep, like that, you can you know? keep
1: exactly you can keep a lot of you know grenades ammunition um tnt um, there
0: was oh my god i'm thinking about comics now I think it was Tank Girl had a boxing kangaroo <laughs> accomplice or something.
1: They could, I'm going to have to look yeah, this up. Yeah, I'm going to have to, too. I mean, the, the, the visual image of that is pretty amazing. Um, you know, a kangaroo with, like, an AK-47 in its pouch or something.
0: T- I'm just going to dig it up. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tweet a link after, <laughs> after we finish recording. I'll try and find a picture.
1: Good. Show notes. Put that in the show notes.
0: Do you know what, mate? We're out of time.
1: <laughs> All right, we are. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I know. So
0: people can follow you on Twitter at Simple Bits.
1: Yes, they can.
0: Yep. And obviously find you on Dribbble. On Dribbble. All yep. the links that we mentioned um, in this episode are in our show notes, such as they are. Awesome. You'll find those at unfinished.bz/slash thirty seven To ask questions and suggest topics, you can message us on Twitter at unfinishedbz, or bz for Dan.
1: There you go. Nice. Or
0: email me. He has at unfinished.bz. Thanks a lot to our sponsor again this week, Gather Content, helping people who build websites work with their clients to plan, organize, and collaborate on web content. Mm -hmm.
1: Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's
0: a pleasure, mate. Take care. All right. Take care. See you, man.